Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, how was CES this year? I don't want to say bad because I don't want to be negative. Um, it's nice, first off, it's nice to have... Uh, everything getting somewhat back to normal, you know? I mean, I know it's right. been probably for a lot of people listening. They're like, what do you mean? I've been carrying on life. And yeah, but like on a grand scale, like, you know, Samsung just announced uh, they're doing their first live in-person event. Um, you know, hopefully Apple starts to follow because they see other companies are doing it. Um and CES is a huge thing. And I don't think there was that many people like years past, like 2019. Well, actually, last time I went was 2020 before everything happened. Um, but it was certainly like I didn't go last year. And it I've heard from other people that it's so much better than last year. But it's still not like there. And actually, uh, there's like three or four halls. Well, there's usually South Hall, Central Hall, and North Hall. This year they repl- they didn't even open up Central, or I'm sorry, they didn't open up South, which had a lot of stuff in it, um, and they used West Hall, but like everything just seemed so like, I don't know, there was a lot more room for uh, companies to have, so I feel like there just wasn't a lot of companies there. Certainly in the Apple world, whew, for those who want to watch any of the three videos I highlighted, I tried to find Apple-related or Apple-adjacent stuff, but it was it was tough. Um, there seemed to be covering it from the outside just as much noise as normal. So maybe that's just how it seemed on the yeah, ground. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's getting better. It's getting there. I just I think that there was just like a lot of like a lot of the things that I was looking for for content kind of kind of sucked. Like there just wasn't a lot there to the point where I was kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, and it often happens like by the end of the week, I'm like, all right, well, this video is just going to be about the random cool stuff I saw. Um, but like even then, it's a lot of like AI, which is, you know, you think about what's going on in the world, but that's like hard to show things, uh, a lot of cars, yeah. and it was hard to get inside the car. Like Sony came out with a, I mean, they do this every yeah. year. They have that concept car, but now that it's like in partnership with Honda, it seems a little bit more realistic that this might actually happen one day if like an actual automaker is going to do something with it, but I still couldn't get into it. Um, one of the things that a lot of people ask me about, have you seen the the Withings U-Scan, that thing that you pee on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually really do want to try that out. Not, yeah, I, mean, I think I think it's great. If it works with Apple Health, that's that's a yeah. pretty interesting little health kit accessory. I've been getting into any like health-related anything um, as I've been trying to be better about things over the last few months. And like any metric and data that I can get is really cool for some reason. And... Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I never really thought to think about like how interesting it would be to know your PA or pH balance of your urine. But like it could probably sense things. I didn't get a full on look and obviously I didn't get to test it or anything. But like uh, it, it would be cool to like know if there was something going on. Maybe, you know, it could probably detect a disease before you even knew you had something, some sort of infection, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Um, 
you know, and then for There's a lot women, of nutrition insights you get from yeah. it as well, which Obviously. is something that's really hard to otherwise log um, sure. in Apple Health. You have to use these third-party apps. You always have to remember to do it. So if you could get those little insights uh, without really having to think about anything, that's when the, the health kit ecosystem really works best. Obviously, like uh, dehydration. Uh, there's one feature for women uh, for ovulation tracking. So that would be cool, I guess. Just one additional way to do that. Now that you can do that with like, you can do that with the Apple Watch, right? With the Ultra? Uh, series eight, uh, I think series eight SE and no, it's just S series eight and the ultra. Yeah. yeah the ultra works one step. Oh no. The eight does the temperature tracking too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, does, okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean like, it's just another way to like, if you're really someone who wants to know and dial in and everything, then that's just another tool to help you. Um, so that was cool, but like, you know, I'm trying to think of what else I saw. Oh, the, I got to test the Dyson air purifying headphones, which oh, yeah, uh, I saw that, which is uh, is interesting. Okay. I think people are going to think I'm being dramatic, but it was only 10 minutes of listening, maybe, if that, maybe two songs that I got to listen. There are some pretty fantastic headphones. Like, is it worth $949? I mean, no, I, probably not. Not to the average person. I thought they sounded better than the AirPods Max. I thought they sounded better than a lot of headphones I've tested, specifically, you know, Bluetooth headphones. Uh, the noise cancellation was pretty incredible, uh, which is crazy because there's two motors and fans on each, like one on each side for the air purification part. You can't hear any of that. Um, also, I think they, they did a really good job. There's like this noise that happens when you go from transparency or pass-through mode uh, to noise cancellation. It kind of makes like a like a thwoop noise, like you've been like sucked into something. And that really plays with your brain to make you feel like you just got like, like your ears just got sucked in. And then now it's like complete tight seal just happened, which I don't think is actually going on. But that sound effect really does play into... Obviously, noise cancellation is turning on, so it really amplifies that feeling. Um, so that was kind of cool, and they're really well made. The air purification part—I eh, don't want to like—I don't want to diss it, but for someone like me, it's probably not useful. Uh, for someone who lives in like San Francisco, New York City, London, take a train, subway, anything um, where the air quality is not great, you're around a lot of people. You know, that's cool. You can put them on get the good air coming in. And then when you get to the office, you can easily like detach it and take it off. Um, I just don't know if that's worth a thousand dollars, but I'm excited. You can, to you can use people actually more. wearing them? No, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. The guy, the guy that I talked to about it and we did the briefing on, like he said he wore it on his, he was, he's from your area and on his six hour flight in, he wore it the whole time on the plane. I don't remember if he said that he had the, I'm guessing he had the purification. I'm like, didn't, I don't know. Oh yeah. He said he did have it because I asked if anybody asked him like what in the world he was wearing. Um, and he said, not, no one really said anything. And I find that really hard to believe. Cause I, if I had no idea, I'd be like, sir, what in the world are you wearing? Used to these weird looking things now. Like AirPods look weird. AirPods max look weird. We're just, we're just used to it now. I know the joke is overplayed, but you look like Bane from Batman. Like, you legitimately look like him when yeah. you put that on, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, those headphones sound good. And I, 
if they could make a version without the air purifier in there and sell it for like 700 600 550 like that would be then i would start getting into like hey you might want to look into this because it's really really good um so that was i mean you know ces there's a lot of crazy things wireless tvs um which i thought was cool a lot of people didn't understand why i feel like it's not like there's a wire that you plug in to power the tv but anything else that you want to connect to the tv um any set top boxes gaming systems sound bars anything goes into this box that you can put like across the room as long as it's got a nice line of sight to it um i believe it uses god i'm gonna mess this up it's either ir rf one of the two maybe both uh, but it uses that ability to send the signal over and you could walk in front of it. They said like there was a cat during their testing, like sitting right on it and it didn't have any like issues. And during the demo 4k 120, perfectly fine. Uh, no lag or delay in sound or anything. So that was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, CES in a nutshell. Well, it's always fun. It's yeah. always, it is always interesting to see. I think the only thing with CES, it always feels a bit weird, is they somehow always feel the same. Yeah. The, the, you always feel like you see the same selection of products that never quite <clears throat> materialize. Yeah. It's not It's not like an Apple event where you, you, you know the stuff is shipping. It's It feels like showing off concepts, but they never quite get there. I mean, I'm sure if we looked at like CES from 10 years ago, maybe some of that, that stuff we would now have, but a lot of it, we don't, um, I think. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that, you know, or like I'm seeing some of the same things still, like the same prototypes. I think a lot of the stuff that I, I tried to cover, um, we did, we like, they're shipping now or they will be, have plans to be within the next few months. Um, you know, and a lot of that is company reputation, like OWC. Uh, this isn't a sponsored take by any means, even though they sponsor a lot of the stuff with us. Um, you know, a lot of the things they announce at CES and they're like ready to go. You can buy them right then and there. <clears throat> and that's kind of cool. Like it's it's nice to see all of those things like the Thunderbolt 4 dock that they got coming. That's like the world's first, I think, like on the go Thunderbolt 4 dock that can charge your MacBook and do all that. Um, and then uh, like Ember's Find My Mug. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, there's a lot of Find My stuff. The hyper backpack actually just took one of their. They had like a couple of units showcasing, and I was talking to them, and I'm like, "Can you guys? Uh, we want to review it." Like, he's like, "Here, just take this one." So I had to shove another backpack into my giant carry-on. Uh, it caused it to be overweight, but now I can work on that video faster. It's a cool backpack. Got a lot of a lot of stuff to carry all your Apple things, and then it has Find My built in, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just a lot of like grand products that probably won't see the light of day. And I'll go Google showcased its better version of Nearby Share, which was very uh, airdrop like. I mean, it worked really well. Um, that was kind of exciting. I don't know why, but it just seemed kind of exciting to have an alternative. Uh, one step closer. If we can get this whole iMessage thing cleared up, then I like the idea of being able to just seamlessly switch to another platform for a little bit. Especially when I'm reviewing devices, I can make it my primary line and not have to carry two phones. Like, it's a, I think that's going to be some way off, unfortunately. That's a very niche thing. Yeah, I know there's a lot of apps that help and 
It's just not the same, though. I don't know. Anyways, uh, while I was gone, though, I didn't read any Mac, Apple, iPhone headlines. And I feel like there's so many new things that happen. So you're going to have to catch me yeah. up. Catch me up on some things. I'm actually, shameless plug, there will be a video. Actually, by the time this podcast drops, this video will already be out about the touchscreen Mac. So do we want to start there? Because that's some pretty significant news. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So Apple's always been really publicly critical of yeah. touchscreen Macs. Um, they, they've never shied away from those questions in interviews and have always said, you know, the iPad is our our large touchscreen device. It's optimized for that input, but the Mac isn't. Um, and when they have tried to experiment with touchscreens on the Mac, it's been through things like the touch bar, never been directly through interacting with the display. Um, so it's really interesting now that we're hearing from uh, Mark Gurman, who is a really credible source, that Apple is seriously investing a lot of money and a lot of energy into developing touchscreen Macs. I mean, whether they actually merge later down the line um, is another question. And what Mac OS will be like by then, what iPad OS will be like by then, whether there'll be any interplay with these devices, we don't know. Um, and I, I, I do wonder, are we getting into the territory where maybe it's a, a Mac that is a foldable Mac with you know, a partially foldable display and it's more like an iPad Pro? Or is there something else going on with this rumor? Because I sort of find it hard to believe it will just be normal Mac OS on a normal MacBook. But apparently it will still have a keyboard and trackpad. But I just sort of feel like there's got to be more to it. After yeah. all these years, are they really just going to put a touchscreen on it? That's kind of where I where I put my own personal like opinion out on the video here. It's like I I don't understand why we've been clamoring for what? Mac OS on an iPad, right? Like join the two. Okay, that seems perfect. And and then that kind of gives us our touchscreen Mac that we've wanted in the iPad form factor. And now it's like, okay, here's a MacBook Pro, but it's gonna have touch input, but it's gonna be Mac OS. The least touch designed OS you could possibly imagine. And you're not gonna like adopt the two somehow. And like my thoughts were, remember it's, it's, it's the Microsoft Surface Book, right? The like magnetic hinge. Yeah. Like I would love, when that came out, that thing was so cool. I would love something like that where you can have Mac OS, do your thing. And then when you detach it, it kind of goes down into a stripped down version iPad OS makes sense. It kind of just drops down into that and you can do your you know your own thing that you like to do with tablets and then dock it back in there. And the cool thing about that product was like all of the performance and things were built into the um you know, which makes sense. It's built into the the base. And so like you do kind of lose a little bit of that power, but with Apple Silicon, I don't know if they can do it that way where like there's the ability, you know how you know iPads obviously have Apple Silicon. It's built into the display and everything. Like, is there a way to do that to where it's built into the back of the MacBook so that when you detach it, you still get all that performance power um, and you're not losing all of that? Because like that was kind of the thing with the Surface Book is once once you detach it, you're not getting that GPU capability because that's into the base and you have detached that now, so you don't get that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Am I getting too crazy? Like that's not going to happen, but. Well, I mean, it is it's it is a few years later down the line, and by then we probably will have had well, we could have had another MacBook Pro redesign, um, and who knows what that will entail. But I'm inclined to believe that this has more to do with the way that the software will develop, um, because if this does end up being maybe 2025 at the earliest, we start seeing the first touchscreen Macs. 
um, we will by then have seen three more versions of macOS. Um, yeah. And that's the earliest. It might be four more versions of macOS, four more versions of iPadOS. And will iPadOS even exist in the way it does uh, now um, sure. in four years? So that that's the if the hardware is there, that's one thing we're hearing a hardware rumor. But the software is where this really gets interesting. And this could be like the stepping stone into the foldable Macs that we've talked about or like the foldable larger devices that would be kind of like you know ipad full unfold into a laptop kind of thing like you'd have to have touch input then so i'm guessing that's the next step i thought those were closer to being a thing i guess well it's 2023 now i guess that's not that far off yeah it's it's feeling like a lot of these technologies across the board are really rushing up on us I mean, the, the headset will be with us sooner rather than later. I'm sure we'll get to that a bit later on. But the fact is, there's a second version of the headset already well into the rumor cycle. Um, yeah. Even we've heard there's about a third version of the headset. And now we're hearing about OLED MacBooks. We're hearing about iterations of Apple Silicon that are, are quite far down the line. So it does feel like we are just on the precipice um, of a whole range of new devices. Um, and, we're, and we're left with a lot of stuff that's still... Um, behaves uh, in quite a comparatively old-fashioned way. When you think five years from now, we'll have headsets, foldables, uh, even things like the Apple Watch will be quite different. So the next thing that we would be expecting would be just an update to the current MacBooks, MacBook Pros that we have now, but just with the new M2 Pro and M2 Max, now they're delayed again? So Apparently. So this is from... Uh, Digitimes, which definitely is not the most reliable source. It's a little sure. bit all over the place. They do um, get things right quite often, so it's definitely worth paying attention to them, but they do have some misses. Um, and it's supply chain stuff. And they have just heard from the supply chain that there is a delay. We don't know how much by, um, but it's pretty clear these devices have already faced a delay. Um, this was something we were expecting ultimately in October. Um, and we, we saw indications of them in the supply chain way earlier than that. So something is is holding these up. I don't know if it's Apple can't get the chips, they can't get the, the components. Um, uh, the actual shipments of all MacBook Pros is expected to dip because people are just not going to be buying them when we're expecting this new model. Um, so we're going to see it, probably still yeah. see it in the first half of this year, but just perhaps not quite as soon as we expect. Um, this year is not going to be a particularly exciting year for the MacBook Pro, but then maybe it's easy to underestimate just what a big upgrade it was in 2021. Um, instead, when we look to next year, that's when it's getting interesting because we're now hearing about OLED MacBooks, yeah. um, which I find a lot more exciting because I really like the mini LED displays on the MacBook Pro, um, but I think OLED is where this needs to go. And especially we're hearing about an OLED MacBook Air um, and that seems like a really nice device to start with, um, a slightly smaller footprint and giving a different set of customers something that they could um, appreciate in a different way to the MacBook Pro, which already obviously has that uh, display that can display truer blacks. It's funny. I was always under the impression that OLED monitors, OLED uh, Macs, computers in general would be really hard to do because of the fear of burn-in and everything. But like, I guess that's, I mean, they're, OLED stuff is popping up. I mean, speaking of CES, like we talked about earlier, like Lenovo had a whole bunch of products, and one of them was a really nice uh, OLED laptop. And I mean, I, there's a bunch of OLED monitors now. Um, 
So, I mean, I guess somebody figured it out. I mean, I know you are you are doing things on your Mac, but there are often times where you're not for a little while. So, I'm guessing there's got to be some, uh, some sort of safety behind that in the software where it's making sure that it's at least moving something every once in a while. I think that's partially why there's been the delay. They're, they're concerned about durability and longevity with these displays. Yeah. Um, but also, they're kind of in an awkward place from a manufacturing perspective because it's a lot easier for them to make really small OLED displays. They have a really high yield. And it's easy for them to make really big ones um, with a low PPI, like TVs. But things that are a little bit in the middle, like iPads um, and MacBooks, um, those don't yield very well. They, they crumple in the manufacturing process. So they, they have to make far more of them and far more of them just get binned. Yeah. Um, so that, that is also what's contributed to it is getting that durability and that consistency. Um, but it should be really impressive when we start seeing these on the Mac because we all know that mini LED is just a, a stopgap, really. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% on board. I love OLEDs. I have a couple of the TVs. They're great. Um, and like I said, I that Lenovo, th- there's a Lenovo, uh, it's like a tablet um, that looks a lot like an iPad Pro. They built, with a Magic Keyboard, they built like this keyboard dock thing that floats and it looks... Nearly, even the person that I was talking to was like, eh, "This is very heavily inspired." It looks like, uh, but it had a like a fourteen point five inch OLED uh, display, and it looked so good. And even though the iPads got a great screen, I thought it looked a lot better, honestly. So I'm hoping Apple figures this out because other people are doing it. So let's let's jump at it here. Yeah, well, ne- next year will be the year for both okay. the iPad and and the Mac. Um, what about what about that 15 inch uh, MacBook? Is that still coming this year? Yes, so that's okay, the one we're, we're pretty sure. Um, that we're hearing that from quite a few sources at this point. It's been in the rumor cycle for a long time. That'll be around the middle of this year, uh, entering production. I think it was in the second quarter, so it could be maybe around WWDC. We see that, um, and yeah, it will just be the same design and uh, pretty much what we've got. To expect from the MacBook Air, the M2 MacBook Air released last year, but just offering this this larger display um, for the first time on a MacBook Air. There's, there will never have been one quite this large. The interesting thing will be to see what chips it's got, because it's rumored to have the M2 and M2 Pro, which is an interesting uh, choice there. So it's kind of getting into a little bit more of the Pro market. Um, and also, how heavy is it going to be? Because if it, if it is substantially larger, that's nearly two inches bigger. Um, yeah. I don't know if the MacBook still going to feel quite as as uh as light and um, nimble as it does now man i would be so excited for that you know how i feel about the normal m2 macbook air i just it's it's the one thing where like just a little bit more screen would be great if it could stay just as like portable and functional and nimble as it is now i loved i I would i'm drooling at it i want it now but i know we got to wait so not to switch gears too much, but there's been a lot of talk about an event coming up like soon. Like, yes. And I don't know how credible that is or how likely it is, but what's going to happen then if it's not going to be, th- I thought it would be for the MacBooks, right? Or the headset, but I'm guessing the headset's not ready yet. Is it? Well, yes and no. So the headset is still uh, having manufacturing delays. 
but it's becoming clearer and clearer that this is this is nearly ready to go. I mean, Apple was originally looking at, at timeframes over over a year ago when they were going to sure. launch this device, um, and it's 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 hard to say, but effectively, we believe that they will ship the device um, in the second half of this year. And they will enter mass production, I think, um, around the middle of the year, second quarter-ish, but it might be delayed um, maybe until the third quarter. So it could be end of the year shipping. But we think that they will announce it sometime in the spring. And okay. the reasoning for that makes perfect sense. So if they if they show off the device, they show off what it looks like, they give you an insight into its capabilities. And then at WWDC, they can explain to developers um, how they can actually make apps for this device and they can release developer kits for it. And obviously they need the announcement to come before that. And WWDC is the chance. So it's sort of, unless they are gonna announce the hardware at WWDC, which is possible, but personally I think it's unlikely. Um, I think we're going to see an Apple event probably in the spring when they will unveil things like the Mac Pro, they will unveil uh, the M2 Mac mini um, a couple of these things that have been in the works for a while, maybe even the MacBook Pros, depending on how long those are pushed out for. And then we will get a one more thing with the headset. To me, that seems like the most likely outcome. So then there's, but like the things that I've been seeing were like in February. So what would be, or or even the end of this month. So what would that be for? Uh, that would be, well, there's a whole load of Macs that need to come. So we've got the Mac Pro, um, oh, okay. the Apple so, Silicon Mac Pro, which is okay. well overdue, uh, Mac Mini, uh, and a high-end Mac Mini as well to replace the Intel model. So this would be getting rid of the final two Intel models that Apple still sells, um, and the MacBook Pros. So that's at least three Macs um, that should be ready to launch uh, in the first quarter of this year. So that could go out to March. I don't know. I don't think it'll be this month. Um, but maybe late February, March time, maybe even as far out as April, especially if it's getting a, a headset unveiling. April would seem like a pretty good time frame, but March, April seems about right for when Apple holds uh, these sorts of events. I'm just like, I'm just, it's it's been a while, I feel like, since there's been anything new. And so I'm just kind of starved for something new. Like, what we haven't had a new product, have we, since... November? Yeah, so... What was the last? I can't even was, remember anymore. Uh, it was the... Um, I don't remember what the last product was, but the last event was the iPhone 14 event. Yeah, and then so, what else came? The Ultra, and then did anything new come out since then? No, no there's certainly been no Max, um, right. which is unusual. So this was... The, the fourth quarter of last year was the first time in uh, 21 years when Apple has not released new Macs at that time of year. Yeah. So it is really unusual. And that's why it does feel a little bit strange as well. Because yeah, it feels we, like it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last time Apple did this, there was no iPod. There, there, I mean, let alone an iPad or a watch. I mean, this was a long time ago. Um, and since then, Apple has re always released new Macs at the end of the year like clockwork. So that's why uh, why we're feeling a little bit starved without without some sort of new announcement yeah i mean heading into march that would be i think the last thing that i got was like of of significance you know like a along the major product lines the apple tv right that was it november it was like middle or beginning of november 
And I honestly don't think a new product of significance like a Mac, Apple TV, AirPods, iPhone, Apple Watch, like none of those came out. So it's what, November, December, January. If we push into February, March, that'll be almost six, five or six months since the last product. That seems like a long time. And I don't know why I'm surprised by this, but just feels like it's 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 strange considering that when we were told about apple silicon yeah we assume you like the iphone with more regular updates um and that doesn't seem to be happening at all um and the way that these chip updates are working i mean i assume there's a lot of supply chain issues here and but even with things like the mac pro it's it's the, the rumor cycle is 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 presenting an image of a device that is really strange so I don't know if you heard this about the Mac Pro. I was going to say, let's dive into the Mac Pro since that's what we're, I guess, expecting to be the first thing up, right? Um, well, yeah. And it's certainly the most overdue thing at this point. Yeah. Um, so the, the main thing is there is no M2 Extreme chip. Right. There is no top tier chip for the Mac Pro, um, which is pretty surprising considering that this is supposed to be the flagship Mac and it will ultimately be no more powerful than the Mac Studio is right now. Maybe right. it will have better cooling, so maybe it will be able to push that chip further, but it will basically be just as capable as the uh, the Mac Studio. And it will have the same design as the Intel-based Mac Pro, which I can't really get my head around because it does not need that many uh, PCIe slots. It can't take advantage of that many. It certainly won't have replaceable memory. That's the one thing we, uh, we're, we're now quite sure of based on what Mark Gurman is saying. So like you'll be able to upgrade the storage and you'll still have PCIe slots, but there'll be no upgradable RAM. So why are you keeping that same design? Like same design and like to the T, like it's going to be that large and it's going to be that, or is it just like same design? What was that? That's Siri as, as usual. Oh, stupid Siri. Anyways, before Siri rudely interrupted me, is it going to be the same, uh, is it going to be the same like size or is it just going to be same yeah. design down into a smaller form factor? No, we, we think it will be the, the same uh. casing, which uh, it, it, that feels really half-baked to me. And I, I sort of hope it isn't true. I sort of hope I've misunderstood that and that it, it is going to be the same with the, with the cheese grater design and, and yeah, the lift-off but- casing. But it, it doesn't need to be that big. No. Um, it's definitely not going to get as hot. It doesn't need as much cooling. Um, it's very questionable if you'll be able to use external GPUs. So you don't need those big MPX modules. See, that would be cool um, if you could. It would be cool if, they, if you can. And if they announce that with it, then that will be a different matter. But I'm assuming that you won't be able to. And if you can't upgrade the memory, this is going to just feel like a really empty casing for a device that has actually been hyped up an awful lot um and that's you know apple is responsible for that because they set the bar with the mac studio and said you know just wait to see what's to come for the the real pros and is it really that we just get basically a mac studio in a bigger casing where you can just add i don't know an extra hard drive via pc ie oh is that how you by the way you said you can upgrade the storage is that how you were referring it to via pcie uh, no, it would be the same as in the current Mac Pro, where you get the the little slots and you can buy the upgrade kit. I assume. Um, is that a bit possible? Like in the Mac then why Studio. couldn't? Yeah. Wait. Can you do that in the Mac Studio? Uh, well, the the Mac Studio, the SSDs um, are removable physically, so the ah. slots are there. They're not soldered down, but you can't actually replace them and you can't swap them between devices. 
Why? Um, with the Mac Pro, uh, because it's connected to uh, the security of the, the chip. So well, they are, so was the Mac Pro, but then they somehow changed that, and then they gave you the ability yeah, to do so that. Yeah, that's the, that's the T2 chip uh, on the, the Mac Pro. So I assume that they will, through whatever means, make it exclusive to the Mac Pro. That's um, annoying. Because <laughs> I would like to upgrade yeah. the Mac Studio. That would be cool. And that's why I just assumed any Apple Silicon uh, storage wasn't like going to be available to upgrade. But that's cool, I guess, if you can do that. But still, that like you said, that's not enough. Um, PCIe it's is a little hot baked. Yeah, PCIe is nice. I have the Mac Pro at home still, and like every so often when I'm on it, it's nice to know that I have just like an ungodly amount of terabytes of storage. Um, even though it's not internal technically, it's still internal, and it boots up, and I don't have to add anything, and it's just it's their part of the system, and I can have 32 plus terabytes of storage, which is insane. Um, and I can change it out and add new drives and that's nice, but it's not entirely necessary. Um, I think adding in better performance was the whole point of the Mac Pro and being able to swap that out and uh, you know upgrading as some of those chips become outdated. I just don't understand how it's gonna work here, so. We'll see. I think that Apple will justify it on the basis of it being more modular. So they will say this is the Mac Studio is for professionals that don't need to upgrade and don't need uh, uh, PCIe. So they basically want the experience of like the trash can Mac Pro. Whereas if you actually want to be able to add some extra, even just extra ports by uh, PCIe or whatever that would involve, um, then that's who the Mac Pro is for. But it just seems like it wasn't viable to provide a chip that expensive with what would have been the M2 Extreme um, for the number of people that would buy it. Um, and we've always kind of said, who, who would need that much power? And some people would, but it, is it enough for Apple to justify that much development, that much cost, how, how much that, that machine would be? Um, yeah. So I, I kind of understand why they cancelled it, but it's just a bit of a shame. You know, we were, we were looking forward to this as the flagship Apple right. Silicon Mac where they could really show off what they could do. Um, but maybe we shouldn't write it off just yet. We'll have to we'll have to see. So uh, that would have an M M two Ultra then. Yes. So then they would have to announce the new Mac Pros. They can't just do like a Mac. Sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> they would have to announce a new M two Pro and M two Max MacBook Pro then at either the same time or before that. I feel it. It would be really strange if they came out first with a Mac Pro and been like, here's the M2 Ultra chip. But like, none of the other ones exist in this current yeah. space and time. I mean, they might exist, but they don't publicly exist, right? Wouldn't that be weird? So they, I feel like they would have to do yeah. all of them. I, I think it's quite likely we'll see these Macs arrive at the same time at an event. Okay. Um, and if we don't, the Mac Pros will come at an earlier point just via a press release because press. there's such a sense. tiny update. It's you just don't... a chip refresh. Yeah. Um, you don't. So I don't need to other. sit there and listen to the graphs or watch the graphs and listen to that guy talk super, super fast about how much faster yeah. it is. Like, I don't need to. So we can just skip that. We can read it. And, uh, you know, the M2 Ultra, on the other hand, that's a little that's a little different. That's a new chip. That's well, I mean, it's a new product that it's going into. So that would be nice. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it for the Max. And then just in the imminent future what else was kind of dropped this past week a lot of iphone 15 stuff but that's been since last year too uh 
Yeah, so we haven't heard anything distinctively new about iPhone 15. Um, we've just been hearing everything corroborated, which is where you really start to believe it. You know, things like the titanium chassis, which have been rumored for years on and off. Yeah. Um, now you can believe it because we are hearing this from um, a lot of the major sources in the industry. Um, and if these people are saying it and they're all saying it, then you you believe it. And you also believe it about the non-moving fixed buttons, um, volume buttons and lock button as yeah, well. Still, so it looks like... I'm still intrigued by that. I don't know how that's going to work. We talked about this last uh, time, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, and I, I'm, I'm concerned for the same reasons about basic things like when you're using gloves, um, yep. when you use a case. Yep. So we'll have to see. It's got to, it's got to offer something a little bit special. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited uh, for that, but that's not until September. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's going to be, other than the headset, um, this is a quiet year overall it's disappointing. It, it, it really it looks to me like 2024 is going to be the next big year for apple and i think the reason why we're seeing this is because we know that apple is around about two years behind um in, uh, in or at least i should say ahead in terms of their product development so right now they are moving into a process of seriously ramping up work on the iphone 16 and that is being finalized um, right now, or it probably already is to a large extent finalized um, before it starts going into production tests early next year. Um, and on that basis, if you think, well, what was happening at this time two years ago, it was obviously the pandemic. Um, when Apple moved to working from home, when Apple was dealing with a lot of these changes and a lot of um, supply chain difficulties, and it's, it's, it's like it's now feeling the effect of it. We were pretty protected from it. Um, over the past two years, because we were looking at Apple products that had been ready for two years. True. Um, say, say something like the AirPods Max, that had been in development for, for years before that. Um, whereas now, there, there are no new AirPods Max. And that's because, you know, Apple was not was not working in the same way at the time these things were being developed. That's That was going to be my next thing to jump into. Like, I'm so disappointed. Now, now the, the latest word is next year. Like, yeah, it could even be late next year. Uh, I get it. It's not a product that needs to be updated all the time. But, like, it's been, what, two years already. And I'm quite sick of the charging case. <laughs> I was sick of it since day one. Or not the charging case, but the carrying case. But also, it is kind of used to help reserve battery life because it has to be in that in order to, like, instantly go in that mode. Like, they need to have a different situation for that. I think they will. I hope they will. Um, I, you know, new colors aren't a big deal, but it would be nice to see some new ones out there. Uh, you know, giving that, get, getting the new transparency that the AirPods, making them more in line with the rest of the lineup. I don't know, man. Late next year just kind of sounds like a bummer. It feels like too long, considering that the AirPods Pro, um, the AirPods Pro Two, have so much more uh, advanced hardware features. Yeah, with things like precision finding. Uh, with things like adaptive transparency, yeah. uh, the improved active noise cancellation. Uh, th there's a whole load of these features. I mean, even I would say that the skin detect sensors or maybe even um, uh, sweat and water resistance. You know, if you want to use your AirPods Max for working out or something, should you? I mean, what if you get caught in the rain in your AirPods Max? Yeah. So Better find mine. But yeah, yeah, all of this stuff, it, it's sort of strange that this, this will be on the AirPods Pro. Um, for what over 
well, about two years before we see it on the AirPods Max, which at that point will be nearly four years old. Uh, so that 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 is a shame, and that is at earliest. Um, what about these ninety nine dollar AirPods? What are those about? Why are we wasting time on that? <laughs> yeah, it's. I suppose Apple doesn't like seeing all those uh, you know those copies. Those those uh, like you, know, you see them everywhere. That yeah cheaper in earbud versions with a very uh you know a design very much like airpods like the um, nothing so the nothing headphone well, the nothing ear sticks is the one that comes to mind honestly those are really good <laughs> and they're only 99 yeah, bucks there's, and there's a lot of com- there's a lot of competitors yeah. in that price range um and apple sells the cheapest airpods you can get from apple right now are the second generation version for i think it's uh 129 yeah, I and mean, but you could get good. them. You could see them down to ninety nine somewhere. Yeah, sales. Um, yeah. But the hardware, it does feel outdated now. You're basically dealing with a design that is, at this point, seven years old, nearly. Um, or we're getting there, six or seven years old. Um, and I know it's got H H one chips, but my my old AirPods two never paired very well when I switched to the threes. It was a much better experience, um, and I. Whereas Apple is thinking they need to actually make a product for that price range, a bit like the Apple Watch SE or the iPhone SE, rather than just demoting an old model to a lower price point, make some specific AirPods experience. Or so what would, dif- what would differentiate that then between the threes and these ones? Because I'm guessing they would change the design over, right? Or would they keep the same design? It's hard to say by the time these come out. I mean, maybe they will have the design of the, the AirPods 3, um, but maybe it will be lacking some features like spatial audio. Um, it, they mm-hmm. could have a slightly shorter battery life. Um, it, it, I, I don't really know what they could remove from it, to be honest. And right. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually, actually by them reduce the price of the AirPods 3 to, um, to the $99 price point and just stick some H2 chips in them so that they work nicely with the headset. Um, which is which is the other rumor that we've heard that the the H2 chips in the AirPods Pro are ready to go for the headset. The headset apparently will have H2 chips in, and that is intentional. They will have this unique pairing mode for low latency. Um, so you won't be able to use your AirPods 3 with the headset, and you also won't be able to use your AirPods Max, not for low latency. You would only be able to use AirPods Pro. So they've got to get the H2 chips in these other AirPods pretty soon. They should be giving us a pair with that price point <laughs> it should just be included well, it's 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 for developers that and you knew that they were going to do this you know you there's all not, along. you know a lot of other people are going to buy that though if they can um, and, and now it's going to just be an add-on the airpods pro will just be an add-on on the on the you know the buying page on apple's website yep. when you buy the headset you know do you need some airpods pro to go with this so that would be what like three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars basically yeah I mean, it might even be four thousand dollars. That's it. Um, cool. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of um, a lot of very impressive hardware. So I guess that does bring us to the headset, pretty much. Yeah. But there was this huge report um, coming from uh, Wayne Ma at the Information, and this was one of the biggest um, series of reports that we've seen about the headset because it just unveiled so much about it um, and. A lot that we hadn't heard before. So the first thing is uh, the battery won't actually be in the headset. It will be in a waste-mounted pack with like a MagSafe cable going up to the headset, which 
I think doesn't... actually is okay, but other people seem to hate this idea. Yeah, that doesn't sound cool at all. I thought this was supposed to be like a wireless thing. I don't want a cable on my side. But you admit when you've used other headsets in the past, they are really front heavy. And I know that the, yeah. the most recent Oculus headsets or well, Meta Quest now or Meta, Meta Quest Pro, it's like they put the battery on the back of the headband so that you feel it's it's counterbalanced. But I, it still is so heavy and bulky, and you. I guess if there's no, I guess if that's the bulk of the weight, yeah, that might. I guess so. But also, uh, it's only got a two-hour battery life. This device, so you need to be able to swap the batteries out, and this means you can just buy another battery pack, hook it on your waist. For how much? (laughs) Yeah. So Uh. it's, it's 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 weird. Now this is coming into into fruition, um, and. This means that the headset itself should still be really nice and light, and it will look very different to what we've come to expect from uh, devices like the MetaQuest because it should be a lot more like ski goggles than like a really protruding headset that's really heavy. So, um, so it should look quite Apple-like in that way, I suppose. That's going to be strange because, like, having a, a a wire at your waist, if you're doing what. Well, if you're doing movements, are there controllers, right? That's That was what they're supposed to be, kind of like, right? Or no? No, 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 no controllers. controllers. Why did I think there were controllers? And Apple, is, Apple is, well, what, they, what they're doing is they've gone all in on hand controls. And all apparently right, right, right. they developed a, a wand for it and like a thimble. But it's not clear if that's going anywhere. But the one thing we know is they've, uh, they've, they're definitely not making a, any sort of games controller for it. And apparently, gaming is not a focus for this device, right. which is some. You could see it coming. I mean, they've hardly ever been focused on gaming on the Mac. Sure, sure. But you kind of think you 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 expect this device to be good for games because yeah. what else is it really going? What to else for? are we going to do with it? You know, AR glasses, different story because that's for life, and you know, it's augmented reality. It's not VR. But if you're doing both. What is the VR portion for? Is what I want to know. Besides, you know, well, games makes the most sense. It's the easiest way to step into it. It looks like the 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 focus will really be on uh, video conferencing, so that will provide a better experience than what you get with Meta's products because it actually will get very accurate facial expressions. It will even record your gaze and represent that on your Memoji, um, the exact direction of your eyes and um, uh, little movements of your brow. Um, and it also gets your whole body, including your legs. So you will, your, your, your Memoji form will exactly mirror you in the digital world. Now, my question <laughs> is, why wouldn't I just FaceTime someone? Yeah. Um, so the other thing that Apple is, is playing up is that, or will play up, will be that it's mixed reality. And that's why there'll be like a little AirPods Max style digital crown on the side of the device that you use to fade in the real world and then fade it back out. So like so I could show somebody what I'm doing or like I could see the real world. You can see the real world. Okay. Um, but it'd be kind of cool if like if I was like see... FaceTiming, like if I was trying to show my dad something on, you know, like, hey, check this out for a second. And then I do what I'm doing on the Mac or something like that or the TV or, you know, giving them like a really good camera angle. I don't know. Just thinking of it out loud. But... Well, it will have a display on the outside as well, apparently. So people that are looking at you wearing the headset, will be able to uh, apparently see some kind of facial expression or feel like you're less isolated 
it will be like a always on display so low refresh rate um on all the time it's gonna look and so weird <laughs> i know it's what about it, wait. It's, it's strange uh, now the details are coming out do they have cameras on the back i don't think so no oh, it would have been cool to be able to see behind you like when you fade in the real world if you had cameras on the back of your head oh no like why didn't we do uh, that uh, that would have been cool I think that they've actually developed uh, a couple of different headbands. So I think they're developing um, a headband for developers and consumers that would have different purposes. Yeah. Um, and the headbands you kind of switch out. Originally, they wanted it to be like Apple Watch bands, but apparently they, they couldn't make that work because of this MagSafe cable to go yeah. up from the battery pack. That cable is a real bummer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know. So um, I'll give it a chance. Magnetically attachable custom prescription lenses. That's cool. Yeah, I'll need those. Um, yeah. And it also is it's good that whenever you've used any of these other headsets, it doesn't match your uh, interpupillary distance properly. You have to manually kind of work it out. And yeah. I always find that really hard to... It, it never it, looks good. No. Yeah. Um, but because the, the headset has iris scanning for both eyes, it will be able to scan that and actually just uh, do that automatically. So it's a much more seamless experience, or at least it should be. Um, I just want so to see this thing. I just want to see it. Like I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. I just want to see. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> well, by WWDC, you will have seen it, and when All we've right. seen it, we won't believe that we will have seen it because we will have been talking about it for so long. It's gonna look totally different too. I bet you anyone they're just gonna throw us all off. Uh, actually, it won't. We ruin everything for ourselves and for everyone else because we're always pretty. We got it. By the time the event happens and we watch it, we're like, oh, yeah, we knew about that. Like, nothing's a surprise yeah. anymore. Well, with this this report in particular, there was just so I mean, much yeah, this is... detail. I mean, you can run iOS apps in 2D. Um, it's got a special uh, image signal processor to um, make the, the, uh, the view through to the outside world uh, low latency enough that it's it's pretty seamless uh, the fact that as i mentioned you've got h2 chips for uh airpods pro much wider field of view than anything that that meta is doing so there's there's just so much so much detail um it does seem more like a real product now man i wonder how they got all this information uh well, through a, through a, a lot of a lot of uh, well placed sources, and there's some interesting uh, background to that with some lawsuits that took place not that long ago. Yeah, I was uh, with say, various, uh, various. This doesn't people. seem like a normal leak. This guy, this guy had it all. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people working on this headset. Um, sure. There's, I mean, this this Apple has what three thousand employees working on this, so. That is also the other reason why we're not expecting big software updates this year. iOS 17 um, probably will be quite a small update. Same for macOS, um, because this is where all the energy is going, um, which is understandable, really, because it needs to be perfect. It really does. People are not going to give this thing a chance. I just feel like Apple's a company that has enough money to hire people specifically for this headset and not pull others that are working on other products that need attention, like software, which is very important so that we don't have bugs. like we Or just hire more developers for the software 
for the intermediate well, I, time period. I've been saying that for years. I, I right. wish they would do it, but they can't get the talent. Um, they, 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 for some reason, seem to think that the, the price that they're paying for developers and that, that you know Apple's hiring process is very rigorous. And also, by a lot of accounts, it's not a particularly great working environment for developers either. So it, it's, it seems to be contributing to a little bit of a software problem that Apple is having, which I think you know we're all aware of at this point after things like last year's Safari, well, the year before last now, um, uh, the Safari redesign and stage manager, you know, we're seeing these these sort of blunders more and more often at this point. Yeah. And that's not even to mention the car project, um, which is also the other thing that is taking up a lot of energy behind the scenes. Um, and that is another one that now seems to be changing shape. You know, this was supposed to be a car with no pedals, no steering wheel, and just a bench that runs around the outside of the interior of the car um, and a price tag around $120,000. Now, $100,000, normal pedals, normal steering wheel, it won't be full self-driving. It will basically just give you autopilot like you would get in a Tesla um, and just a normal interior layout. Normal electric car. I'm fine with That's that. That's what's happening. I'm fine with yeah, that. I'm fine with it as well. Yeah, I don't but want it's- I like driving still. I'm not in that. I'm not ready for full self-driving. I, I've been telling because there's a there's a video that's going around on, on Twitter about um which is funny of all places. Uh, about a Tesla that just randomly stopped in the highway and caused like a massive, like ten car pileup or whatever it was, mine did that to me. Like straight up on the way home from a trip, I put it in autopilot, and it, I don't know what ha- somebody they didn't cut in front of me, but like you know maybe within like the two car limit that I had set, um, they they were within that two cars, and they just merged lanes. And I, maybe they didn't put a turn signal on. It freaked out, and it slammed on the brakes as if I was about to hit him. I was nowhere close. And it did that on the highway going 70 miles an hour. That is not a fun, especially when you're not expecting it. That is the most terrifying thing of all time. I've had similar to- experiences with Teslas. I mean, there, used to, there yeah. was a bug, I think, about a year ago where it would just uh, steer into trucks, <laughs> like traveling alongside you. Um, and I, I, I was in the car several times when this this bug was happening, and you have to obviously correct really quickly. But it's it, it, it you know I don't trust this this full self driving stuff, and I'm I'm glad that Apple is you know making it a little bit more realistic. Just give us the car to start. Give us a car with good you know uh, great CarPlay integration. Well, Siri that's integration, yeah, That's what I want. I just want a good interior. Make it an Apple like interior. Make it so that I can use my watch to unlock the door like we do with car. You know, uh, home key, make it car key, uh, you know, which they do already, but like do it better because it's in your own car. Apple um, CarPlay, you know, they, they can do a really good job. Um, and that's all I care about in a car. I still like to do the rest of the driving, <laughs> like, but yeah. I want the interior to be cool. And, uh, you know, $100,000 is a little steep, so let's bring that down a little bit too, please. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. well, I think it's meant to be like a, a Model S competitor by the time that comes out. Nah, don't so, do that. Um, it will be uh, 2025 probably unveiling, and then 2026 actual launch. What about an so uh, what about an what Apple Car SE for all of us poor folk? <laughs> Can I get an well, SE maybe car, maybe please? I mean, <laughs> yeah, for, it's going to be even longer for me because you know we have we have a, a right hand drive over here. So how long is it going to be before there's a right hand drive? Man, Apple Car. I feel like that's not as hard so, to do though, it, right? 
it's, it's going to just be US only because they've got to, they've got to, they've got to clear it with all the the regulators in every country. So yeah. it will just be the US. This is going to be an Apple product, a little bit like it's not really a product, but something like Apple Pay Cash, where you only get it in the US. It will be one of these US exclusive things. So it probably won't be till the end of the decade that we really start seeing this as a truly worldwide thing. I, it just needs to come out because I have a bet going with somebody who says that's never going to happen. And I'm like, it's going to happen. They're actually doing this. Yeah, it's the same as the headset. It's the same as the headset. Well, it's, that, it's that's, not a good, that's not a good argument because we don't have the headset yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well that's it's the same for, same for all of this. Yeah. That's like we just want to touch on some of the rumors. We, we do plan to go more in depth on some of the products. Um, in the future episode, so hopefully, as if that goes as planned. If you don't, then our plans fell through, and we're just going to move on. But we wanted the. There has been a lot of talk. This is like this is not really a look ahead as much as it is. These are just information that dropped like January sec third. Like they didn't give us any break. It was like okay, the new year. Here you go. Here's an information dump on everything that you can possibly imagine. Touchscreen Max and all the information about the headset so we just wanted to brush on that um and hopefully continue on with uh you know weekly podcasts as normal so yeah see y'all in the next episode without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.